donkey riding over the bumpy road. So begins the donkey carol by John Rutter. And we realize, if we hadn't before, that we are on a journey. Of course, if we've been listening, we recognize the journey isn't necessarily geographical. For us in the audience, it's a musical journey, a journey in time and somehow out of time. Without question, it's to be a beautiful journey with the loveliest of melodies and the most gorgeous harmonies. We're being transported by the creative artistry of the composers and singers alike. But remember, the donkey's riding over a bumpy road, and that's not necessarily unwelcome. The distinctive rhythms can be ear-catching. We can feel them in a physical way. And we'll hear from conductor Matthew Rupsich They can even be fun, those rhythms. But they can also keep us alert, awake, while we travel with these others, angels and shepherds and even animals like the donkey, to get their perspective on the sleeping babe. And here's where two words meet, nativity and natality. Thinkers like Michael Fishbane suggest that artistic creativity can give fresh form to the sights and sounds of daily life. And if we're open to these new shapes and rhythms, perhaps we'll see more broadly, hear more deeply, if only for those moments of reborn mindfulness, and experience something new, something newly. And that may just be why the donkey's on that bumpy road in the first place. The Arcadia Chorale will present a pair of Christmas concerts titled Angels, Shepherds, and Animals, Oh My, this Saturday in Wilkes-Barre and Sunday in Scranton. Music director Matthew Rupsich will conduct the performances, and we had a chance to speak with him by phone about the program. I wanted to explore explore the idea of the viewers of the nativity scene and specifically, you know, speaking about the angels and the shepherds and of course the animals, which are somewhat rarely mentioned in the Christmas story. And I wanted to, you know, have some fun with it. I I assume you see and hear my humor when I talk about the title being Angels, Shepherds, and Animals, Oh My. That is connected to, of course, the Wizard of Oz with the Scarecrow and the Tin Man and the Lion with their their joy within that movie. So I added some lightness and some humor to our title as we uh, celebrate this holiday season specifically. Well, where did you start then? Well, we, I decided, to, interesting enough, to start the program with a prayer. I'm not quite sure, to be honest, where that energy came from, but I just felt to set the tone of the program, I wanted to start with a a prayer. And specifically, we're doing the Ave Maria by the German composer Franz Bibel. This song originally was composed for only male chorus, and the piece was not very popular in the United States until the Cornell Male Glee Club got their hands on it. They were on a tour in Germany, and the composer, Bebel, gave the director a copy of the music. And then later, as he brought it to the United States, of course, the professional ensemble Chanticleer recorded this piece in 1980, and then the work became very popular for choral ensembles throughout the United States. Interesting enough, it was after that time that Bebel later scored the piece for mixed chorus. 
to include women's voices. And it's a stunning work. I mean, it has a, it has a double choir effect, and the piece is just uh, gorgeous. It's lyrical. It has wonderful, soft, soft sustainable uh, lines, and it is ever expansive. And to sing in spaces that we're performing in at Covenant Church and also St. Nicholas Roman Catholic Church in Wilkes-Barre, it's just going to be a wonderful way to open up the program. We then move to focusing the program on shepherds, and we are singing an arrangement of Quem Pastores Laudavere by Rudder. The tune is originally from the 1400s and is considered a German carol. Rudder, the English composer and conductor, made this arrangement in 1970. Originally, the piece was in a duple meter, and Rudder decided to move it into a, a triple meter, if you would. And it's really quite, quite a wonderful text. It begins with the shepherds, of course, watching the flocks and hearing the angels proclaiming that Christ is born in Bethlehem, and then it moves on from there. It's a wonderful a cappella setting, quite, quite beautifully set by Mr. Rudder. We then move to another piece, Shepherds Guarding Your Flocks, by English composer Alan Bullard. This is a really wonderful piece. It is accompanied uh, by piano or organ. And it's basically an ABA form. But what's unique about this piece is every time the refrain comes out, it is set differently, and it's set differently based on the text before it. For instance, in the second verse, the text expresses the solemnity of the uh, midnight hour, and then the following refrain, the following Gloria, is quite dark and sober, again, highlighting the verse prior to it. Uh, again, a beautiful piece. It ends in a typical, I'll say, English style, where the lower voices have the tune and the sopranos sing a, a beautiful and expanding descant to close the piece with a, a resounding Gloria at the end. Um, we move to another piece, Rise Up, Shepherd, and Follow, by African-American arranger, composer, conductor, clinician, Andre Thomas. This piece is, is a really uh, fun piece very exciting, very rhythmic, and entertaining. And something that I found interesting doing some research on, on this work that I'd like to share with you is in a wonderful book by Eileen Gunther entitled, In Their Own Words, Slave Life and the Power of Spirituals. It talks about the message of how the spirituals typically Christmas spirituals, what I didn't know, are a later, let's say, a later design, a later arrangement, a later composition of spirituals. They were not typically done during, I'll say, slave times because of the notion of the birth of Christ. The birth of Christ was not as celebrated among slaves. They wanted to know Jesus the King versus Jesus the Baby. And what's really interesting about that, that it was, you know, I found that it was later, very much in the, in the mid-1900s, early 1900s, when Christmas spirituals came about, they, they don't have a long history. And I thought that was very interesting to learn about this. But again, this piece by Dr. Thomas is a wonderful, wonderful arrangement, very exciting, very jubilant. It's, it's really quite, quite exciting. Um, we then go into a more serious piece by Poulenc, Omanu Mysterium. This piece is from a set of four focusing on the time of nativity. As mentioned, it's the first one. And basically, it's a, a beautiful count of the nativity announcing the birth of Jesus with 
the quiet adoration of praising the Virgin Mary, while, well, it's really important, while having all the animals keeping watch of the Christ child. This is a really gorgeous piece. It was composed later in, in Polak's uh, life in 1952, and it's quite mysterious. It's very ethereal. Harmonically, it's challenging. Melodically, it's challenging. But with those difficulties, I'm really happy the, the Arcadia Chorale has come together quite nicely with this piece, and it's quite beautiful. I and mean, we're very much looking forward to singing that in the concert. We then move to uh, a carol focusing on birds. This arrangement, Carol of the Birds, is arranged by Alice Parker and Robert Shaw. The two of them should be noted that they, collaborating together, created over 200 arrangements of carols in early folk songs, love songs, sea chanties, hymns, and others, including spirituals. And they have become a favorite. Many of them have become a favorite within the choral music world. This particular arrangement was arranged in 1951 and is traditionally a Spanish carol. And what I love about this piece, it calls for soprano solo, calls for SATB mixed chorus, and a TTB chorus within the middle of the piece. So it has many different kinds of, I'll say, structures in the work of focusing on different voicings. The beautiful soprano solo part will be sung by Kathy Schakowsky, a member of our ensemble. And that melody is beautifully interwoven into the choral parts. It's quite, quite special. And what's nice is the text pays homage to the birth of Jesus through the eyes of birds. And it mentions an eagle, sparrow, robin, nightingale, the cuckoo, and also a barn owl. We then move to The Lamb by English composer John Tavener, and the text is based on William Blake. This piece is quite, I will say, quite different than all the pieces within the program. It is difficult. It's a cappella. It has many accidentals and chromaticism in it. But what is so wonderful about it is how Tavener, again, works everything together to make this piece work. And it's quite, quite moving. Uh, you should know that in Tavener's own words, he says that the piece came to him fully and he just had to write it down, which is quite astonishing. And as he said, it was inspired by Blake to the writing the text by his three-year-old nephew, Simon, which is interesting. And it's just a, a beautiful piece that's quite simple in nature. Typically, there's a motif that is, is heard throughout the work, but then Tavener challenges it harmonically as he adjusts throughout the piece. And it's just a, it's just a, a wonderful little tune. And the refrain mentions, Little Lamb, who made thee? Dost thou know who made thee? Little Lamb, I'll tell thee. And that it ends with, God bless thee. A beautiful, beautiful piece. We end the first half with a humorous work by John Rutter entitled Donkey Carol. It's set in a complex rhythm of 5-8 time, which basically means there's 5-8 notes per measure. And it's a complex time signature. And that time signature suggests that the uneven gait of the donkey carrying the Virgin Mary to Bethlehem. And... So that's very unique. Um, it's a wonder way of text painting there that uh, Rudder, how Rudder set this. And it, it's, it's really fun. It's joyous. It's humorous. And uh, 
What's nice is the last verse talks about we could skip on our way for the donkey to just go and continue to go, which is which is nice. I guess it's a nice way to end the first half that we will go into the intermission, which is fun. When you think about what you're doing here with the angels, and that's the heavenly plane of existence, some mysterious other level, you have the shepherds and the animals who are bound to this earth. So you created a space for us. Yes, we're rooted in the earth, but yet we have that sense of awe and wonder beyond that and the mystery, oh, monum mysterium. So it's really quite a, an experience that you're creating many levels indeed. That's a really interesting comment, Erica, because, you know, some people, especially during this time, during this troubled time and then coming up with the holidays, some people may feel they need to be grounded. So that, that experience of hearing the pieces focusing on the animals might be very meaningful for them. And then others who want to hear about the story of the birth of Jesus through the eyes of angels or shepherds, that again puts, uh, I'll say, different experiences with people and how they can relate to the, the experiences of these, different, these three different groups, the angels, shepherds, and animals, to the birth of the story. And it can reach, I think, everyone. Now, I'm an individual who I always like to see the big picture, and I want to have the, what is the overall experience that I want to create for our audience members and or for my singers. But this program is uniquely set, as you stated, that people can relate to this on different levels. And that's nice because, you know, sometimes we are all not in the same place, and we need to be patient with each other and allow us to experience things differently if possible. And, and this program, I believe, uh, provides that opportunity. Angels and shepherds and animals. Oh, my. Where do you take us? We take us then to the angels, the theme portion of the program. We start with Gabriel's Message, written by Eleanor Daly. She is a Canadian composer, and this piece was premiered in 1995 in, in Toronto. And this message is basically that that when the angel tells Mary that all generations will laud and honor thee, and it concludes with a bright and resounding and exuberant Gloria. This, too, is in a complex meter, which is fun. And what's nice about it, how Miss Daly sets it, is totally, the meter is totally based on the text so that the text can come through clearly. It's a very fun piece, very rhythmic, and very... Uh, very jubilant piece. It's really exciting. We move on to a, an arrangement of Angels We Have Heard on High by Matthew Culleton. This piece is becoming a new favorite of the Arcadia Chorale. It is a unique arrangement based on the Gloria. And what makes this interesting is Culleton establishes a rhythmic and melodic ostinato with some of the parts that is sustained throughout the piece. And then through his expertise in compositional devices, he embellishes the melody in different ways that takes us on a new journey, but then brings us home to what is familiar all along with having this unique rhythmic and melodic ostinato happening underneath, underneath the tune. And it's, it's really fun and it's, it's quite beautiful. And as mentioned, it's, it's definitely becoming one of Arcadia Krause, I believe new favorite piece. When I, first introduced it to the crowd as we sight read when we started this program, I got a lot of oohs and ahs after this, that they, they thought this was a, a, they had a beautiful reaction initially to this work. We then moved to Angelus Ad Pastores Ait by Hassler, German composer Hassler. 
And this demonstrates, this piece demonstrates specifically from Hostler that he, he was one of the first composers to travel and to study in Italy. And so this piece, scholars have mentioned that this work is a blend of German, Italian, and Spanish music schools. The piece begins in a Chile Antico style, which basically means ancient style, or we could say in a Renaissance style, with flowing points of imitation and polyphony. And it concludes with a, a joyful alleluia that is more Venetian in style. And again, it's the angels saying to the shepherds that they are bringing tidings of great joy for the Savior of the world. We then move to Angel Alleluia's. This piece, uh, again, written by British composer Alan Ballard. It is a 15th century carol. He said it in 1998. It's an SATB a cappella arrangement, but accompanied by a tambourine. The piece is exciting, it's energetic, it's rhythmic, and basically that momentum carries throughout the piece, and it ends with a very grand uh, fortissimo ending. Really exciting, and the tambourine um, offers a lot to, to the piece. We then move to Odie Christu Natus Est, uh, another work by Poulenc, and it's another work that is the final motet in the collection of four that I mentioned earlier. This piece is different from the other three. It's a declaration of joy. It, it, it concludes with the words, Gloria in excelsis Deo, Alleluia. The piece is rhythmic, it's high-spirited, it's joyful, and... I will say that after this past Monday's rehearsal, the chorale is nailing it, and it's really exciting to see this work come about. Fulanc, as, as many will know, pushes the limit rhythmically, pushes limits harmonically, and when it's settled within the voices and settled within the voices in connection with the other parts, it's, it's really rather striking and uplifting and um, as mentioned, the, the crowd is doing a fantastic job with it. Then we move to what I call the finale of the program, Two Pieces. We're doing an Irish carol named Wexford, the Wexford Carol. This arrangement is by Lane Hagenberg. And it's, it's just it's a lullaby. It's a sweet lullaby that is sort of in contrast of our other pieces. As mentioned earlier, we have quite a few very exciting, rhythmic, joyous, energetic pieces and this sort of this tones down a little bit of what we're doing and it's it's just a, a contrast to what we were doing earlier and the text shows a deep appreciation for this season we end the program with roland carter's go tell it on the mountain a wonderful piece you know again a, a spiritual that focuses on the christmas story and it says to go out and to share that love with others and it's a fun piece. Uh, again, it's a, a different kind of style piece that, than the, what the chorale has done in the past of doing another exciting spiritual. But it's a wonderful way to end the program as people you know, celebrate the holiday season and continue, continue their festivities even after the program. And I suspect you like to push the chorale, don't you, a bit? To say, well, we can do this. And they do, and they feel great, and then they go from strength to strength with each performance. I do. You know, I will say it, it was tough coming back, coming back after the pandemic. And, you know, I'll even say during the pandemic because it's still going on. I don't want to seem to, to be flip about it. 
but you know we haven't sung together in almost two years meaning in person we've done the virtual recordings last year so it's been somewhat an adjustment for us to come back but with that being said you know all of us are our intent is in the right place we want to do well we want to sing well we want to maintain our high standards of, of quality and we're, we're definitely doing that and it's really exciting for us to come back the energy is palpable within the ensemble we're excited about live performances we appreciate our audiences how they're coming in we ask them to be masked and they are and the the corral is masked as well as fully vaccinated and we take our our health with extreme importance whether it's our own or how we can within our community with you know within the ensemble and then of course we want to make our audiences safe so they could come out and and enjoy some live music, enjoy some live choral music. So we're really happy that we're able to provide that, especially during the holiday season. Matthew Rupsich, music director and conductor of the Arcadia Chorale, speaking about two Christmas concerts, a pair titled Angels, Shepherds, and Animals, Oh My!, this Saturday, December 4th at 7.30 p.m. at St. Nicholas Church in Wilkes-Barre, 226 South Washington Street. And then again, Sunday, December 5th at 3 in the afternoon at St. Luke's Church in Scranton, 232 Wyoming Avenue. For more information on the web, arcadiacorral.org, A-R-C-A-D-I-A, arcadiacorral.org. Saturday, December 4th at 7.30 p.m. at St. Nicholas Church, 226 South Washington Street in Wilkes-Barre, and Sunday, December 5th at 3, St. Luke's Episcopal Church, 232 Wyoming Avenue in Scranton. Angels, shepherds, and animals, oh my! Oh my!